0: In the name of Allah, the most gracious, ever merciful, dear listeners, welcome back. You're listening to Voice of Islam Radio, broadcasting from the biggest mosque of the United Kingdom, the bat two Mosque. Dear listeners, you're listening to another episode of Breakfast Show. My name is Shahab Munir Ahmed, and I'm here with my co-host, colleague, friend, brother, Nafiz. Come Nafiz, Nafis. Assalamu alaikum. Maybe uh, May the peace and blessings of Allah be with you. How are you doing today?
1: Wa alaikum <laughs> as-salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It's a pleasure and honor always to be here at the Breakfast Show at The Voice of Islam. And alhamdulillah, uh, enjoying the weather uh, as it has been pretty damp uh, and rainy and cold in the last few weeks. Alhamdulillah.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, this week, we can't like, be honest, this week the weather was nice to us. The sun was nice to us, especially the sun. So we can't complain this week though, but you're right. The previous week we had rainy weather, so we should enjoy the weather as well. Uh, talking about weather, talking about news. Nafis, I came in and um, you already have opened uh, the main news for our listeners. Yes. you can just go through it. If you can tell us also the weather in the end, if possible.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. I was just uh, opening up the papers and going through what, seeing what's happening. What's the latest around the world, especially uh, with regards to the United Kingdom? And uh, let's start off with the papers that uh, dwell uh, right into it. Uh, Golden Girls <laughs> reads the front page of the Metro the day after England put three past Australia to reach the Women's uh, World Cup final. They will play Spain in Sydney on Sunday for a shot at the biggest prize in the sport.
0: That's amazing, um, reaching the final and beating the host mm-hmm. host nation in the semi-final. So, congratulations for that. Hopefully, they win uh, the final. The finals is playing on the weekend. So, dear listeners, if you don't have anything else to do, do enjoy the final of the Women's World Cup as well.
1: Absolutely. Uh, the Daily Mirror crowns the England team, the History Girls, in the semi-final win against Australia, makes them the first England women's team to make it to the final. The front page of the eye is dominated by an image of England's Wonder Women. It also carries a story about an expected rise in appeals from A-level students when they get their results on Thursday, with the marking boundaries back to pre-COVID levels for the first time. England are dreaming of 66, says the Daily Star, harking back to the Men's World Cup victory 57 years ago. Australia's uh, Matildas wilted before England, the sun says. England had to beat the co-hosts in front of a hostile crowd to reach the final. Uh, Dare We Dream, asks The Express. England fans are already starting London's fan zones sold out in eight minutes on Wednesday. Uh, the Mail leads with the announcement that uh, Artifact at the British Museum have been reported missing, stolen or damaged. A member of staff has been sacked after gold, jewellery and gems of semi-precious stones went missing. The Daily Telegraph describes the stolen artefacts as priceless. Its front page also features an interview with Education Secretary Janine Keegan, who has used A-level results day to urge absent pupils to return to school with the numbers not attending, still higher than before the pandemic. Uh, The Times leads on an interview with Prime Minister Rishi Sunak, who has pledged to end the cost of living crisis. It also says Saudi Arabia's Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman is expected to make an official trip to the UK later this year.
0: I think this will be his first trip like after a long time, especially after the murder of journalist uh, Jamal Khashoggi died mm-hmm. in Saudi Arabia in 2018 uh, in the embassy of Istanbul. So this is going to be interesting. So there's no specific date yet, but you said autumn? Yeah. Should it be in a few months. Then. Yeah, it
1: hasn't been specified. Maybe in the column on the, in the news page or some um, specific outlets might have yeah. touched upon the uh, slightly exact uh, date. But uh, carrying on, Prices did not fall as quickly as expected in July, the Financial Times reports. The news will put pressure on the Bank of England as it decides whether a further interest rate rise is needed to dampen inflation. The um, paper says, yeah. Yeah, you
0: know, Rishi Sunak, the Prime Minister, mm-hmm. he has said, like he promised or something, and I hope that he will stick to it, mm-hmm. that he is optimistic that next year uh britain like p- british people will feel better in sense of um the prices we have so he believes that uh next year inflation will go down so hopefully um this is one promise he made and uh i mean so we're looking like this is something you looking forward to now absolutely absolutely this
1: is something we're looking forward to uh Promises is something very uh, closely related to politicians, in fact. Promises and hopes, that's what they give to people. No, so something
0: like, um, of course... I will mean, be honest, I always say that being a politician is not easy. Everyone has done it anyway. Then, So, I know it's very difficult. So you said, yeah, this is one thing, we you know, this is why we... Ho- the way you can restore hope and trust as well with promises. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know... Um, as I said, this is like we're going to hard times, and uh, sometimes it's not even affordable. Or not even um, e- wherever you go, you just think twice: Do you want to buy this? Mm-hmm. I used to, for example, I just want to give an example. I used to eat salmon a lot, mm-hmm, yeah, for breakfast. Right now, it has been very expensive, so I've stopped eating it. And uh, it's very sad because I was u- really used to it and it was very healthy for me as well. And I really liked eating salmon, especially in the breakfast. Mm-hmm. So now because it is very expensive, now, these are the things, you know, you just look, you think twice. Do you want to buy this? If not, then go for something different now. So it has been a changing as well. But I hope that, you know, everything comes back to its normal, n- the normality because this is what we want as well. And. As I said, promises are something you know where you can restore trust as well. Absolutely, yeah. And and it's interesting that you mentioned
1: salmon because I also used to have it for breakfast for the same reasons I stopped. You know, you get the hundred grams smoked salmon packet from Mm. as does any Littles, elsewhere. I I stuck to one of the supermarkets and uh, the price doubled and then more more than more than doubled more than doubled and then recently I just found out. That Sainsbury does one of the packets for um, still uh, much cheaper. Really? Yeah, but it's it's one of the companies that uh, do it, so it's much cheaper there. So I recently started buying it again. So before, I'm guessing a lot of people would stick to just like myself to one supermarket, and now if you want to save a little bit of money, you have to do a little bit of research and try to. Uh, figure out uh, where to
0: buy which thing from to get the S- best price so do you listen if you want uh, to know where you can buy the best salmon uh, you can contact the or you can go to Sainsbury as you said which is the cheapest price you said yeah. so this is good for me though as I said I used to eat a lot of salmon we talked about the sun we talked about the weather uh, let's have a look like a look, close look so today Cloud in the east will gradually break to sunny spells and the odd shower, but it will linger in east Scotland. Elsewhere, patchy cloud and light showers, but dry and sunny in the southeast. And tonight, your listeners, this evening, cloudy Northern Ireland and the southwest. Overnight, cloud will spread in the south with a stream of heavy showers affecting the southwest drier and partly cloudy elsewhere so we have cloud we have rain and we have sun everything in Britain this is south what Britain is yeah. every three things combined so, and tomorrow uh, on Friday heavy showers will affect the west and south weakening as they uh, as they reach southern Scotland in the afternoon also heavy rain for most uh, later on the day and dry and bright in north for Scotland it will be windy in the west and the listeners for the weekend we will have heavy rain Clearing northern Scotland first thing on Saturday, which will affect the Northern Isles in the afternoon. Sunshine elsewhere with showers in the west, sunny for most by the evening, and further showers on Sunday, mostly in the west. Sunny elsewhere, and fog in the south and west on Monday morning. So, dear listeners, uh, as I said, wherever you live, which part you just live, if you live in the east, south, north, you have heard it. So, be prepared as well. This is Great Britain. One thing I like about it, if you want to witness all three weathers in one part, in one part of the world, you just can go to Great Britain and you will see that. This is one, you know, this is one thing which always amazed me, and uh, I really like, I really appreciate that, right? Because, for example, if you want to see snow, you don't have to go to Scandinavia; you can still stay in Great Britain while seeing snow and sun, uh, sun same day. Also, you can... Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I mean, how many times have you seen that the sun is there and it is raining at the same time? Absolutely, a number of times. And I think it's also,
1: talking of British weather, I think the, also the good side is that each season gives you its due, due right. So the winters are extremely cold. Summers, they can be extremely... Like last summer was extremely hot. Last summer was extremely hot. Yeah.
0: In the beginning, the summer was very really extremely hot as well. I hope it's getting back to its normal routine by mm. being very, very hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, not so hot, like yeah. but... Hot yeah. that we can enjoy the, enjoy weather, enjoy the weather. with with with, a, with a ice cream and with a cold drink as well. Absolutely, yeah, this is something we. Um, as uh, and uh, of course, so maybe our dear listeners are waiting for the segment because we haven't talked about it. Mm-hmm. F- and the uh, listeners I know, um, uh, you know that. The reason for Voice of Islam is basic. we just want to present Islam here in the West. And uh, we have prepared, of course, for that two segments again. I know for a fact that breakfast is one of the most important meals. And while having the most important meal, it's also very important for us that you have very important education or very important knowledge about Islam. Because... Islam here is in the west as well is a part of the west as well in the western society you may, maybe your colleagues are muslims as well maybe your neighbor is a muslim so to be close to your neighbor to your co- co- work colleagues it is important that you know the religion as well therefore we will discuss these sort of things about uh, uh which are very important and we will also discuss these things from the islamic angle so nafiz yes. for our listeners mm-hmm. what have we prepared today
1: so for uh, today we have uh, very interesting segments, like we always do. And so in our first segment, that uh, we will be discussing why Portugal is our green country of the month. And really, the gist of the story is that Portugal has doubled its uh, 2030 goals for solar and green hydrogen capacity. It also it's also helping people live and travel more uh, sustainably. And we will be discussing various of uh, different points worrying um, from why has Portugal been recognised this year for these efforts and um, how is it helping its, uh, its citizens decarbonize and um, how uh, we as civilians can sta- take steps uh, towards reaching these goals and obviously most importantly uh, we will look at the Islamic angle uh, as always as our, in our second segment we will be discussing uh, the um, bases in DNA and RNA that have now been found in meteorites. So the gist of the story is more of the ingredients for life have been found in meteorites. Space rocks that fell to Earth within the last century contain the five bases that store information in DNA and RNA, scientists report. So uh, with regards to this, we will be looking into what it actually is and what's the significance of uh, space discoveries, how something is so far away from Earth can help us determine life on Earth and what is DNA and RNA and what is the scientific uh, significance of the discovery Uh, and most importantly of course as you always know and most interestingly we will be discussing the Islamic angle and looking at what uh, the Islamic teachings are with regards to this and how we can link uh, is- Islam's uh, teachings with regards to
0: these things interesting so dear listeners we will talk about Portugal if you are Cristiano Ronaldo fan you should stay on, uh, online and even if you're not still you should because you can learn a lot of Islam and then we will talk about DNA and th- things which are very far from us as Nafi uh, has already explained so it is going to be very interesting dear listeners Do me a favour, stay tuned with the World of Radio. We are going for a short break, but as I promised, we'll be back. So do me me a favour and don't go anywhere.
2: With so many attacks on Islam and the Holy Prophet ﷺ, let's set the record straight. He was a man of peace. He went through 13 long years of
3: persecution for his beliefs. He was mocked and ridiculed, but he didn't retaliate
2: because he was a man of peace. When he went to Taif to spread the message of Islam, He was pelted with stones until he was bleeding. Yet he did not retaliate because he was a man of peace. When he migrated to Medina, he
3: established the Charter of Medina, allowing the Jews, Christians and Muslims to
2: live together in harmony with full religious freedom because he was a man of peace. And after all the oppression that he faced, when he returned to Mecca as a king, he had the right and the power to punish every single one of them. Yet, he forgave them because he was a man of peace. The Holy
3: Prophet Wasallam said that no white man is superior to a black man, no Arab to a non-Arab. Rather, everyone is equal. He
2: freed slaves and taught to treat them as brothers. He did all of this because he was sent as the Rahmatul Lil Alameen, a mercy for mankind. Indeed, the Holy Prophet Wasallam was a true man of peace.
0: Wa
1: lillahi al-asma' al-husna fad'u
0: biha Al-Quddus
4: Al-Quddus is the holy one one who is free from all flaws, a blessed being in whom all blessings are amassed. Santification of such a being is to declare him pure and flawless. O is the composite of all purity, not merely free from flaws, but also comprising of all excellences which are known and unknown to human perception. Allah is Kudus and his nearness cannot be availed unless one is pure. There are pure people who extol Allah's holiness much more than the angels do and they also spread it in the world. Among them of course, the most excellent is the holy prophet Peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. The human adaptation and indeed beneficence of Kuddus was at its most and best in the being of the Holy Prophet. Peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. He admonished his followers to also seek this beneficence and through its blessings remove any bias they may harbor. It is said that when the divine commandment for the forbiddance of alcohol was made public, pots full of alcohol were immediately broken and liquor flowed through the streets of Medina. This revolutionary change was brought about through the Prophet's power of holiness. Famished, stricken with hunger and poverty, It was indeed the Prophet's power of holiness that brought about the blessings in the lives of the companions. The promised Messiah on whom be peace depicts the transformation that the quality of the Prophet's holiness brought about in Arabia. This Prophet was created from the light of Allah who spread his fragrance to take Allah's beneficence to others who removed what was false and manifested most luminously in His truth. He guided people who were but dead of soul, made them civilized and took them to the lofty stages of spiritual discernment. Their drunken nights were transformed into nights of worship of God and their drunken mornings were transformed into the morning prayer, tasbih and istighfar, seeking forgiveness of Allah. In the current age, we have witnessed the manifestation of the holiness of the promised Messiah on whom be peace. Today, we stand witness to the true reflection of the Kiddus God on earth in the divine system of khilafat e fortunate are those who recognize it and benefit from its spiritual power.
0: In the name of Allah, the most gracious, ever uh, merciful, dear listeners, welcome back. You're listening to uh, Breakfast Show. My name is Shah Ahmed Ahmed, and I'm joined here with my co-host and friend and brother, colleague, etc. Nafees Kamar. Nafees, you introduced the first segment. Yes, which is very interesting. It's about Portugal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very. Portugal has like let's say you've won an award, like being as one of the greenest country of the month mm-hmm. You could say this is the award they won. Yeah. So for our listeners, can you just explain or what is the gist of the story? Right. So Portugal has doubled its 2030 goals for solar and green
1: hydrogen capacity. It's also helping people to live and travel more sustainably
0: so, so, so this is something really interesting because you know it's good to know that there are some people who are trying to challenge climate change as well mm-hmm. uh and uh, uh this is something very important as well and, and, and you know these things are not highlighted anywhere mm-hmm. where you you uh, for me i haven't heard anything about this in the, me- in the mainstream media mm-hmm. that portugal has done this uh so and uh, you, you sometimes you know you, you wouldn't even believe that that people would think differently about portugal like portugal is a place a story, tourist place you would go there you would enjoy but you would never think that they have done that thing like this so but still like uh, why is the like why is portugal being recognized this year for the efforts t- to meet the their t carbonization target
1: Right, so the country is uh, powering ahead on certain renewable energy fronts already. Solar and wind uh, produced over 50% of Portugal's electricity for the first time earlier this year. Portugal is entering the next stage of its energy uh, transition, uh, Ember Energy Think Tank analysis Matt even said in May. As a new statement from the Portuguese Ministry of Environment and Climate Action sets out, this cha- this uh, chapter next chapter will involve plenty more solar uh, PV as well as green hydrogen and onshore wind. Um, the uh, government says that we have reinforced the bet on solar uh, photovoltaics, photovolta- including uh, decentralisation production, such as renewable energy
0: communities. You know and um, Portugal has a big history as well. Um we know that have, I don't know if you have been to Portugal yet or not. I haven't been to Portugal either. Mm-hmm. Um but uh Portugal has 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 been a very um big history mm-hmm. to your listeners. Um especially you know in the times of sailorship etc when people would uh, travel uh through ships to other places. Portugal has been there. Uh and Portugal has been world power at that time as well. Mm-hmm. Like before the British came. Right. Like before the British became world power, Portugal has been recognized as world power. And uh, they traveled in different countries. I mean, if you go to South America, for example, in Brazil, they speak Portuguese, which means the Portuguese, Portuguese people, they have been there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even in Angola, so in some parts of Africa, they have been there as well. Uh, of course, um, the interest in that time was different. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling that it has been a part of the history that Portugal has been uh, left out now, that people won't talk about it anymore, people won't recognize it as well. Mm-hmm. So, this is very important. Forget before we talk about the country as well. Of course, we should know uh, uh, the history of that country as well. And it is. A very large and very old history as well. Um, absolutely, yeah. But you said like uh, you you discussed this matter as well. Is there, um, uh, some anything? yeah uh, yeah
1: absolutely yeah July. So basically in July, mm-hmm. uh, Portugal ramped up its uh, offshore wind ambition with a higher target for its first au- auction of offshore floating wind farm licenses uh, later this year. Uh, the prime minister told the uh, COP27 conference in Sharm al-Sheikh in 2022, the goal is not only for us to achieve carbon neutrality in 2050, we were the first country in the world to set that goal at the Marrakesh COP in 2016, but also provided f- uh, for in the law to study and do everything we can to bring the, that result forward to 2045. Um, the Prime Minister said that Portugal can meet Uh, the new target because it managed to close its uh, coal-fired stations within two years. Uh, Portugal has also defined a national strategy of hydrogen that will help industry until today quite dependent on natural gas, he said, uh, referring to the, uh, the other reason. Industry will be able to have an alternative energy source. This will be decisive for this transition to be successful and that in time we stop being uh, importers of fossil fuels and we can be exporters of green energy, he said. Um, With regards to the care for the environment and uh, the planet and uh, generally anything and everything, Islam has given uh, excellent teachings and uh, laid uh, excellent uh, base for everything and um, the Holy Prophet of Islam uh, was the, uh, one of the most perfect examples for, for that um, although such uh, quality for good work has surfaced in today's world the encouragement for the well-being of our environment has long been mentioned and practiced by the founder of Islam the Holy Prophet Muhammad may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him and we're talking of more than 1400 years ago uh, in his actions and response to the environment we can deduce that this planet we are, are living on is in fact our responsibility to take care of it. Um, it is narrated in a hadith that the Holy Prophet said The world is sweet and green and verily Allah is going to install you as gens in it in order to see how you act. Based on this hadith One of the many lessons we can extract is that the Prophet showed much care and concern towards the environment and aimed at caring and protecting uh, it wholeheartedly. Through this hadith too, he reminded us how we can, all uh, with a great duty to serve Allah the Almighty, with great powers and status comes great responsibility. So this, so this is an excellent example and a hadith that the uh, Holy Prophet wasallam, the
0: founder of Islam, gave us. So uh, Nafis, um, you just said that through Islamic scriptures, mm-hmm. uh, it, it has made me clear to us that we, we humans were put on the earth as vice so with the responsibility to look after this planet. Absolutely. Yes. And uh, the whole, you, you gave an example of the Holy Prophet, peace upon him as well. And he also, he he was someone, you know, he would tell his companions, right, to look after the plants as well, to mm. look after trees as well, not to cut trees. This mm. is something, you know, we find in many, many of his sayings that, mm-hmm. and so you see that long ago, 1,400 years ago, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, was there. mm mm-hmm. And he would talk about how to challenge climate change Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and how to look after our environment, which is Mm -hmm. very surprising because, you know, um, who would care about this uh, 1,400 years ago? Mm -hmm. Like this, no one would do, but because in that time, you know, the world was changing as well. Mm -hmm. New Discoveries haven't been made yet, but still... he encourages companions to look after this as well, f- after the environment. And you know, one thing is very clear that um, f- to looking after the environment, you need to make sure that the environment is clean as well. Mm-hmm. And he would, he would clean. He would make sure that his, his society, his mm-hmm. wherever he lives, wherever he goes, it should be clean. He would clean it by himself if if mm-hmm. he has to. And he did. Mm-hmm. He was he was an example. He it's he, he not like he would say something. And he would wait for people to act upon it. No, he would even act by himself first to mm-hmm. do certain things. So the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, I'll give you one example. Now, this example is very interesting, our nephews. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, um this shows also the character of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, how noble he was. Mm-hmm. So in Mecca, the, the place where he was born, you would of course he would walk and uh, when he claimed to be a prophet he had a lot of enemies and mm. the, the enemies they came with different kind of things how to insult him and now there was one lady she was very old mm. so she was what she would do is, she would wait to, to see when the Holy Prophet would walk past she would basically dump her filth Mm-hmm. or sh- throw her filth or uh, basically on the prophet peace upon him. Mm-hmm. All of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Now look at the example of the holy prophet peace upon him. Now norma- like normally people would be angry, right? Mm-hmm. They would be furious. What? He What he did is very different. He would go, he wouldn't say anything to her. Mm-hmm. Right. He would go home, he would clean himself up, he would change his clothes and you know this would happen time, every day, like, every time when he would go, when he would use this path, that old lady would do the same. Right, right. No, no one, now, the other part of the story is that one day, it didn't happen to, right, the Holy Prophet, pony was surprised that she, the lady, she didn't throw anything on him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he asked someone about uh, her, where she lives, and that Man, he said. Listen, she lived there, but she is very old, and uh, she is going to pass away because she is very ill as well. Now, the Holy Prophet peace be upon him. Because dear listeners, we talk about cleanness. Now, this is another aspect of the of the character of the Prophet peace be upon him. Mm-hmm. He would go. Now, he had the opportunity to to insult her as well, mm-hmm. to laugh about her, mm-hmm. or to do the same. Mm-hmm. Now, but he didn't. What he thought is that she herself would live in between Phil her house wasn't clean so he started cleaning up her house but also would look uh, look after him look after his enemy right who insulted him so many times but he would look after his enemy so he would make sure that she goes healthy again and he would clean up the house because he realized the reason she's ill is because her house is not tidy so he would clean the house, and uh, he would make sure she got healthy. And when she got healthy, she was very surprised, and uh, about the character of the Prophet peace be upon him, because she was told something different about him. But in the end, when when she met him, she saw she, he's different, and she became of course, of course, because of that, she became a Muslim as well. Now, what can we learn? If first of all, dear listeners, when you hear anything about the Prophet peace be upon him, which is in a negative way make sure you go on www.alislam.org where you can find many, many references about the the character of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, about the life of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. There are many books written about the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, where you can find the true character of the Prophet, peace be upon him, which is very nice. He was a peaceful man. He was a champion of peace. He would look after even his enemies. Now, this is one thing I wanted to mention as well. The other thing is, to make sure that she goes healthy, he would clean up her house. So dear this is one thing as well. For our health, it is important as well that we clean our environment. But for the health of the planet, it is also important that we make sure that the planet is clean as well. Mm-hmm. This is what I wanted to point. I know it's a long story, but this is one thing, you know, how the Prophet would be upon him, would not only tell his companion, but would also act upon that. Mm-hmm. That he would clean his environment as well. And he said it many times that cleanliness is part of your face uh mm mm-hmm, Mhm. Right. And uh by coming back you know um I mean back to Portugal. Yeah. yeah. So uh I talked about the Prophet him and how he would look after his f- uh, f- fellow human being. Now how is Portugal looking after its citizen? So uh, how is he helping I- its people uh Yes, absolutely.
1: That, that's something a lot of uh, our listeners will probably be wondering right now, that how is it, uh, How is Portugal helping its citizens decarbonize, in fact? So reducing the cost of public transport is one of the easiest ways to help people cut their carbon emissions and make their lives better, as all pro- climate policies should. Uh, Portugal will soon launch a new national rail pass, enabling people to take as many regional train journeys as they like, uh, just for uh, 49 euros a month, the scheme starts from 1st of August and is described by the government as a low-cost and environmentally friendly transport solution that allows commuting with flexibility throughout the country. Another green crowd pleaser is Portugal's 100 million dollar, 100 million euro, home energy efficiency pledge. This program will fund up to 85% of the investment needed to replace non-efficient windows and residential homes. Uh, It will also help cover solar panel installations, thermal insulation, heating and cooling systems and other equipment the the Portuguese need to become self uh, and more more self-sufficient for energy and water. And um, a number of strategies have been used uh, to reach their respective targets when it comes to Portugal. And another way to reduce the um, emissions and to pursue carbon neutrality is to offset emissions made in one sector by reducing them somewhere else. This can be done through investment in renewable energy, energy efficiency or other clean low carbon uh, technologies. The EU's uh, trading system, which is known as the ETS, is an an example of a carbon offsetting system. Another example of an initiative to reduce emissions in the EU's carbon border adjustment mechanism, which would apply carbon prices on imported goods from less climate-ambitious countries. This should help discourage companies moving production from the EU to somewhere with less uh, greenhouse gas emission rules. So how can... Uh, we as civilians take steps towards reaching these goals. So it's also important to remember, it's not just related with one country or just Portugal. It's, uh, I think, each and every one of us as an individual, it's our responsibility to take care of the of
0: our planet. You know, uh, um, uh, Nafis, the Holy Quran, oh sorry, the Holy Quran, yes, which is the Holy Book of Islam, uh, has told us or even spoke about um, the thing God has t- given us, right? Mm-hmm. Now, for example, I give you something you didn't ask for, okay? I give you something you really like, or I give you something, or you give me something. Mm-hmm. Right, and uh, I didn't ask for it, but I realized the thing you gave me is very suitable. It's very important for me, for my health, etc. Right, mm-hmm. and you made it so good for me that it's very um, that I can take advantage from it as well. Right, even though you could make it very bad or l- for me, and it would harm me, but you you made it in this sense that you gave something to me which is very good for me. So, Allah has said. Uh, about water. Because water is very important. I'm, ta- uh, I'm talking about water. And you know, without water, we can't survive. Mm-hmm. And um, now God has said that, do you see the water which you drink? In Holy Quran, right? Mm-hmm. He said in chapter 56, He says, do you see the water which you drink? Is it you who send it down from the clothes or are we the sender? Mm-hmm. If we so please, we could make it bitter. Why then are you not grateful Mm -hmm. now? Two things we can learn from it, dear listeners. We didn't ask for something. God gave it to us. Yes, we should be grateful for that, Mm -hmm. meaning that not only saying, thank you, God, He helped us, but also making sure that the water say stays sweet and it didn't uh, stay sweet for us so we can take advantage from it. But making so, we need to look after the environment. We we'll need to look after the earth, because so the listeners, we can take advantage from it. And so, in this sense, the listeners, we can also be very grateful. And that's why the listeners, it is important that we also study the Holy Quran, because the Holy Quran has spoken about these things as well. The Holy Quran is not just a book who tells us what not to do, what not to do, but it also reminds us, opens our eyes, that listen, these things which we are seeing nowadays, we are predicted many years ago, mm-hmm. or God has taught us about it, that listen, prevent these things by doing certain things. He reminded us that what He has done for us and how we can change it. The listeners, we are coming now uh, close to 8 o'clock, which means we will... Meet again after the eight o'clock news. Do me a favor if you want to learn more about some, stay tuned with voice of some radio. Otherwise, um, yeah, we'll be back after the short break, and uh, after that, we will also continue with this segment. So, do me a favor, stay tuned with voice of some radio. <laughs>
4: You're listening to the Voice of Islam Radio. Broadcasting on DAB and via the internet 24 hours a day.
0: In the name of Allah, the most gracious and merciful, dear listeners, welcome back to Breakfast Show. My name is Shah Amid Ahmed. I'm joined with Nafiz Kamba. And Nafiz, now for those listeners who just joined, we talked about Portugal. Mm-hmm. We talked about why Portugal. Has won the the award for the green country of the month award. Right. Let let us say it is in this way, right? Right. Because they looked after the country, they looked after the environment, the de they decarbonized, <sighs> de- they um, reached the decarbonization target for for the civilization as well, and uh, of course we talked about bit of history as well, but. We did also talk about how the Holy Prophet predicted climate change, mm-hmm. what he has told us and how to act upon it. how he told us to act upon certain things. Mm-hmm. Now, um, now uh, Nafis, um, we talk, we, because we talked about uh, Portugal, I want to know from other countries as well mm-hmm. that what are some other strategies being used by other countries to reach their targets uh, yes absolutely and uh, I think
1: before we just delve into that uh, I also just very quickly wanted to touch upon one more thing and where you said that it is we were mentioning about that it's uh, each every one of us has a, a new right a duty to that we owe to the uh, blessings that we have been given such as this planet and the climate and everything and uh, what Portugal is doing is excellent and then On the other hand, if you look at, um, not not to forget, uh, we should also mention the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, what they have done for climate change as well. I mean, just uh, last year or two years ago, the women's organization in the UK, they were given a target to plant 100,000 trees all over the UK. And uh, we have a number of various activities such as these, um, not just in the United Kingdom, but wherever the Ahmadiyya Muslim community is, We have the men's organization the children's organization the women's organization within our community who um, pursue these things for and try to help the environment with climate change and so on and so forth tree planting is just a a tip of the iceberg there's a number of different uh, things activities that we do to uh, um, to help the environment uh, be greener and so on and so forth and this in fact I always say that um, 1400 years ago when Islam started and so we're now 1400 years later uh, the community that was meant to be established which was meant to be an exact replica of the, uh, of, the of the Holy Prophet and his companions in the community that was established there and we are acting in, in, word for word and we claim to be that community that is word-for-word word acting on the teachings of the Holy Prophet, So um, peace be upon him. Peace be upon him, absolutely. So, uh, moving on, I mean, a lot of people are probably wondering how we as um, civilians can uh, achieve these well, goals. I mean, I've mentioned... Nafiz, yes. because
0: you have just... Um, pointed out or you just spoke about community as well um, before we carry on Mm. Um, it's actually very good what you pointed out that Mm -hmm. because we have prepared a clip as well where His Holiness, the current caliph of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community uh, where he has advised the youngsters to Mm. looking after the Earth and how to challenge climate change so dear listeners, uh, we will go to that uh, short clip and do me a favor do enjoy the clip and stay tuned with the World Sound Radio.
3: My question is Many people are worried about climate change recently. What is Islam's take on climate change, and is there any advice for people at home?
5: <laughs> you see, Allah Ta'ala says that excess of everything is bad, right? Although, you see, whatever the climate change is, because of the industrial revolution, too much uh, smoke is being sent in, in the air. Air is being polluted. This is why it is one of the causes of the climate changes secondly the 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 trees are being cut, and uh, no new forestation is being done in the especially in the third world countries right Although the population is increasing, but if we have proper plans, we can make we can accommodate the population in such a way that uh, within the limited area of the land we can accommodate as many people as possible. Right? And infrastructure should be provided according to that. Okay? So, if we are not following the, you need the what the law of nature requires from us, then the ultimate result will be that we are going to ruin our future. We are going to doom ourselves, or our generation. So the, the best way is that uh, instead of the, the greed. Or involving too much involving ourselves too much in in the in the the comfort of the world and by creating so much of uh, gadgets and and you see without any um, uh, you know proper planning increase our production and because of the competition as China is doing and India is doing or America is doing. Now China China says that because America started this pollution of the climate pollution some hundred years ago, so this is why they have advanced themselves. Now we have started it now and we shall take again next hundred years before we stop. So every country have their own vested interests. They are not uh, thinking of their future, about their future generation. Right? So, the best thing is that apart from making proper planning, that uh, how much fuel em- emission should be done or how can we control it, alongside it, we should encourage and even force the third world countries to plant more trees. So their, the air pollution becomes less. And in this way, it will help us to reduce the climate change.
0: The giver of life the one who gives life to whoever he wills how can you disbelieve in allah when you were without life he gave you life and then he will cause you to die then restore you to life and then to him shall you be made to return la ilaha illallah muhammadur rasulullah in the name of Allah, the most gracious, ever merciful, dear listeners, I hope you enjoyed the clip of the, five, the fifth caliph of the Ahmadi Muslim community, His Holiness Hazard Mirza Ahmed May Allah be Now I hope you will enjoy what Nafis has to say. Nafis, uh, just one thing before we end this segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can just talk about what you know about other countries and what they have done. Absolutely.
1: Uh, a number of other countries have uh, contributed also to climate change um, I mean uh, it's not just uh, Europe or just the West that's uh, contributing it's a or it's a global issue, it's affecting people globally and globally people from each countries are going uh, into this um, obviously I, I would enjoy mentioning the Ahmadiyya Muslim community once again when it comes to tree planting, using solar panels, making uh what's it called um, uh, environmentally friendly villages uh in Africa and yes, a lot of listeners will probably be surprised that the Ahmadiyya muslim community has established through its charitable work uh environmentally friendly villages that run, uh, that that um work and run just on solar energy. so it's hard to dwell in all of uh, these aspects and avenues. But as we are approaching towards the end of our first segment, I uh, will just like to um, take this moment and just to remind everyone that God has given us life and this planet to live on and it is our uh, duty to
0: take care of it. And do good as Allah has been good to you and do not seek to cause corruption in the earth. Allah does not love the corrupt- corruptors. It's, which is taken from the chapter Al-Qasas of the Holy Quran, chapter 28, verse 77. Uh, last reminder I wanted to give to you guys as well. As I said, God has predicted climate change and he has also told us that what we shouldn't do. Dear listeners, as Nafis has said, we have come to the fir- end of the first segment and we start now with the f- second segment. And um, Nafis, what is the topic and what's the gist of the se- second segment? Absolutely, yes. So the gist of the story is more of the... Ingredients for
1: life have been found in meteorites, space rockets that fell to Earth with the last century that contain the five bases that store information in DNA and RNA, scientists report. So this segment hopefully will be uh, very, very interesting and I'm uh, also hoping uh, that we will be speaking to an expert very soon um, with regards to this topic and uh, we will delve into... um, I mean, obviously in the beginning we will discuss what is the significance of space discoveries uh, and how something so far away from Earth can help us determine life on Earth. Uh, What is DNA? A lot of people are probably wondering, and RNA. Uh, Worry not, we shall uh, look into that too. And what does this discovery suggest about where life came from? And uh, as always, last but not least... Uh, most And most importantly, we will be looking at the Islamic perspective on the origin of life and uh, how does this new discovery fit into it now. Um, a lot of uh, interesting and uh, various different opinions have been made in the last 1400 years. Uh, and inshallah, we will be looking into uh, the Islamic angle from the right. Uh, perspective and uh, what Islam
0: has taught us uh, about this. y you, you just said, of course, this is something very important, and we want to have someone who can talk about it. The listeners, if you want to talk about it, you can call him anytime. The number is zero two zero eight six eight seven seven eight seven eight, or you can tweet it at Voice of Islam UK. What do you know about it? What do you think? DNA retreats uh, maybe it's one of your fields, maybe you can, uh, you maybe you can help us through that as well. Uh, we will have a guest as well today, dear listeners, so don't worry about that. And, um, I'm actually very really looking forward to have, uh, to call the guest, but, and um, if just one thing, right? I just want to know mm-hmm. what is the significance of space discoveries and how can something so far away from us help us determine life on Earth? Absolutely. So, studying space gives us an, an important shift of uh,
1: perspective. When we learn about what lies beyond Earth, it gives us context for life underst- of life, understanding our own planet and studying the other worlds of our solar system and beyond. Uh, makes it clear that Earth is a precious oasis of for life. When astronauts travel into space, they see um, how thin. And genius Earth's atmosphere is. And um, yeah, so Brother Sahil.
0: Yeah, very interesting. Uh, I will come back to that, Nafis. Sorry for uh, interrupting you, but the listeners, as we have said, uh, this is a topic we want to discuss with the guests. So we have an expert with us right now. We have Dr. Queenie Chan who is a planetary scientist and a senior lecturer at the Department of Earth Sciences at Royal Holloway University of London. The listener's her research focuses on understanding the earliest chemical reactions involving liquid water in the solar system and how the individual events turn simple life's bul- uh, building blocks into increasingly complex molecules that ultimately yield life. Her work typically involves the analy- analysis of the chemical and organic contents of materials including meteorites, and asteroidal cometary uh, samples returned by space missions. Dr. Queenie Chan, uh, good morning and welcome to The Breakfast Show.
6: Good morning. Thank you for having me.
0: It's an honor to have you with us right now. Um, doctor, um, as a lecturer in Earth science, what sparked your interest in the topic of meteorites and the elements they hold?
6: It's, it's very interesting for me to uh, study meteorite because uh, the rock from coming from space and is the closest that I can get to the solar system travel. I cannot travel on, on, an, uh, on a space shuttle. I'm too scared. <laughs> but uh, it's the closest we could get there to, to see all solar system materials. It's quite interesting. The other thing is quite challenging as well. Um, uh, we have the meteorite go through all the extraction processes we can easily contaminate the, the sample as well so uh, both it's a fascinating idea and it's also challenging
0: um, Dr Chen uh, it's very interesting and uh, about your research if someone wants to learn about it if you want to study is there any like any platform is there any website or internet or any socials where we can go and we can learn from it
6: yeah, so we've got, um, if you have a look at uh, my website, you can see a bit of um, information of what we're doing uh, as a research group on uh, things related to this. But otherwise, uh, I usually go for, for uh, websites like uh, ESA or NASA, mm-hmm. um, where they've got outstanding um, information about uh, our solar system, about meteorite research.
0: And just one uh, uh, question, uh, because Islam has, uh, if we talk about matri, we uh, we uh, we talk about also the, the beginning of the city of Mecca, which is one of the holy city of uh, uh, in Islam, where we believe that there was also matri, it landed on that place, and it is really still there. it's still very holy for us, as it is part of uh, the building in Mecca, uh, the, the first mosque. Have you ever also studied about this, about the history of that matri?
6: Sorry, what
0: was the question about? Sorry, I just I wanted to know if you have studied about Madrid uh, uh, which is like, uh, um, which is in the building of Mecca, which is the holy city of Islam, which is uh, like in the mosque of the holy city of Islam, Mecca, uh, which uh, we believe landed more than thousand four hundred years ago. Uh, if you have studied about this Madrid as well,
6: well I haven't had a chance to, to look into that
0: Meccah. That sounds fascinating. Okay, well, no, uh, no worries. Um, Nafiz, I think you have a question as well. Yeah, um, uh, Dr. Chen, I think um, looking through the
1: article, we can see that uh, the discoveries that lead to scientists finding several fundamental parts of life on Earth inside meters. What sort of substances have been found and how are these examined?
6: So this is a paper uh, that that published uh, very recently uh, by, by a group of researchers um, so they have looked at uh, a couple of meteorite samples, and what they've been doing was they extracted the meteorite sample and looking at the organic compounds that come out of it. And the organic compounds that they focused on was a compound called uh, a range of compounds, and collectively they are called nucleobases. So what they are, they are uh, the, the components of uh, nucleic acids like RNA, DNA. And if you look at RNA and DNA, the, the components, the, the smaller um, structural component, the tiny bits of the DNA, they, uh, one of them uh, is nucleobases. So this group of researchers, they, they extracted uh, nucleobases from this meat, They tried to see if they could... See nuclear bases in this meteorite, and if they could, then then what's the, whether there is a contamination problem or not, and Mm. um, and and what does that mean?
1: (laughs) Right, and uh, what does this discovery suggest for the theories on how life started on Earth, and what is the significance of this discovery?
6: Um, it's, it's quite interesting, and they, so they they try to look at meteorite samples because there there are quite a few theories. Uh, theory as to the so we're we're not really looking into you know where where, where life was formed, but where, where the raw ingredients coming from. Um, so they're, they're tiny little organic molecules and, and not, not life itself, but where, where are these raw ingredients from? So some people look at water, where, where water is coming from, um, and we know that there are water on Earth, but, but is there, uh, where this Earth's water is coming from? So some people are answering that, and this group of people, um, they're trying to answer the question of where are the other raw ingredients coming from, like these smaller organic molecules? These smaller oligine molecules are crucial components of things like DNA, as I was just saying, or some other things uh, like protein and uh, which were formed by smaller molecules like amino acids. So where are they coming from? Are they coming from asteroids or are they coming from even further away um, in the interstellar medium? Um, So this group of researchers, they look at meteorite sample and meteorite, we know that they, they are fragments of so they are trying to see if some asteroids, um, whether there are these ingredients over there. And they also look at ice. Ice that they, uh, they irradiate the ice with um, uh, uh, some, some rays, um, UV rays, to see if that could form some tiny raw ingredient molecules. And how that group of organic molecules compare with what they saw on meteorites trying to see
0: where where those ingredients are, are coming from. Awesome! It's very interesting. Uh, awesome! It's very interesting to basically. I'm very interested now as well to know from where the molecules basically came from. Dr. Chen, your research its it seems very interesting. Uh, 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 and uh, as I said, um, I just like want to learn more about this as well. I'm sure, the listeners, you want to do the same, uh, Dr. Chen. Um, I really enjoyed the interview as well, uh, and I'm th- uh, very grateful that you joined. Thank you for your information, and I wish you all the best for the future. No
6: problem. Thank you. Thank you for having me again. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. All right.
0: Take care. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. So it's really awesome. Like very interesting. Um, have you ever thought, like for example, ice, water, exercise? We have it, but where where did they come from? What mm-hmm. uh, what role did the astronauts play on that? Very very interesting. Yes, sir, but absolutely. uh that you, very importantly that you ask that. Um, it's uh, like it's something you know. You, they looking for after it's like it's research. They are doing it, mm-hmm. and the uh, listeners. Um, I don't know if you have interest in that. I do have inter- interest interest into that as well. So I would, um, look. I would, uh, do my own research as well if possible because there's something I want to learn as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but um. I think when
1: we, when astronauts travel into space, they see just how thin and tenuous Earth's atmosphere is, appreciating the fragile balance in which we live. A cosmic perspective underscores the importance of protecting our planets habit- uh, habitually and uh, encourages investments in that effort according to planetary. The fifth caliph of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community um, based a previous Friday's sermon on the Quranic prayer Rabbizidni Ilmah, which means that, O Lord, O my Lord, increase me in knowledge, and expounded the significance Islam lays on seeking knowledge. And uh, he explained that when the Quranic verse was revealed to the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of be upon him, he was around the age of 55 uh some say fifty six. This sign- uh, signifies that there is no age limit or time span set for seeking knowledge. Indeed the Holy Prophet ﷺ enjoined that men should seek knowledge from childhood till old age. Uh, Allah revealed the perfect book to the Holy Prophet, Sallallahu replete with knowledge of every uh conceivable kind of knowledge that was revealed fourteen hundred years ago which the people of the world are gradually finding out through research. The Holy Quran is the word of God Almighty, which was revealed to the Holy Prophet, May peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, the best and the greatest of all Prophets. It is the uh, powerhouse of all knowledge for man for all times. Blessed is he, the Holy Quran says, in whose hand is the kingdom, and he has power over all things, who has created death and life that he might try you which of you is best in deeds? And he is the mighty, the most forgiving, who has created seven heavens in harmony. No incongruity, can, no incongruity canst thou see in the creation of the gracious God. Then look again. Seest thou any flaw? A look again, and yet again, thy sight will only return to the confused and fatigued, having seen no incongruity. So this is from chapter 67 and, and verses 2 to 5. And God Almighty has clearly laid out uh, a very, very interesting point and in fact with regards to this. And it's also, the last bit of the verse is very interesting, Sahil, where God Almighty says that seest thou any flaw that whether, when it comes to the creation of the universe is there any single flaw or anything that you can pick out that you can say that maybe this could have been better this could have been designed differently this in fact is a very interestingly uh, an interesting part of this verse because it is a proof for the existence of god that look at the universe tell me could somebody have designed it better and it's god's claim that i am the creator i designed the universe i created it could it be could could you have done any better is there anything wrong with it can you find any flaw you will surely never find a flaw your sight will return confused and fatigued as as god almighty said this,
0: this system this mathematic about the universe that how everything is on the system it's and it is still going according to that system. Like, For example, if the sun would move up back or would move just a bit, we would suffer a lot from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, for example, uh, if a human being would look after the, the system of the universe, right? Mm-hmm. We see that the sun is in the center and every planet are going around the sun. Some uh, like a human being are oh, weak, they would make a mistake. Yeah, suddenly we would make, we would see that the earth just go went into the sun and came out from the other side. Mm-hmm. Well, just giving you an example, right? But this ha- never happened. Mm-hmm. Right. So d- this means that whoever is looking after that system is so powerful that it is impossible he can impossible for him to make any mistakes. Mm-hmm. Because even if how good you are, you will make a mistake. Mm-hmm. But here you can see that that being for living for for many, I mean, how old is this universe? Anyways, it's more than billions of years old, mm. and still we never saw any mistakes in that. Mm-hmm. And again, I s- talk about mathematics, the way it is going around. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is going around. This is very, and it is very helpful. Let's imagine the the Earth just break, mm-hmm. take a break. Mm-hmm. We would be smashed. Absolutely, yeah but that's why the the earth, the earth is still running still running it's mm-hmm. never never stopped never got mm-hmm. slower never got uh, s- uh, faster it has this speed and then, though you decide that this is like a sign from then this should be understandable that okay mm-hmm. maybe there's someone who's looking after this because uh, this is going without any mistakes or if you're talking about the human body you talk about the human body right mm-hmm. if you look at the human body if for example um um uh, I. Uh, play football I'm under myself yes I have a scratch mm-hmm. in that scratch I see that some slowly slowly a new jilt is born mm-hmm. or is made so even in our system there's mm-hmm. something running all the time according to that mm-hmm. it never changed so this is basically yes it is like if you look look into that uh, it should be someone maybe there's some, not maybe surely there's someone absolutely
1: absolutely uh, very interesting that you mentioned that and uh, I think a lot of people would agree that once you Come from the once you move from the uh, position of thinking that there should be a God, towards the standpoint where you say, "I know that there is a God." Everything in your life before that you had uh, that you, we was confusing you about the existence of God will actually start pointing towards the existence of God. Everything will be pointing towards the existence of God. So, uh, dear listeners, stay tuned and uh, make sure to uh, call us at 0208-687-7878 Tweet us at Voice of Islam UK, and we will be back after God knows the little nuances of you the little things that like only you would know that you think about secretly you don't tell anybody else it's just between you and him Before I accepted
4: Islam before I learned about Islam I was worried about it I thought it was something to be worried
3: about The more and more I kept thinking about what religion should I choose? What belief should I have? A dominating thought came into my mind. Is that choose the one that describes God the best. After learning about Islam and learning that the misconceptions are
4: just that, misconceptions, I learned that it's something to embrace and it's not something
3: to be afraid of and it's a guide for you. I believe that God paved a path that I could not veer from, that led me straight to Mirza Gulam Ahmed Islam.
1: The thing that's going to capture, that captured my heart, is the Living God. Nobody else has this. You can go, you can go do good anywhere. You can be persecuted in a lot of groups, right? But you can't get that Living God. That is ours for this age. <laughs>
2: With so many attacks on Islam and the Holy Prophet let's set the record straight. He was a man of peace.
3: He went through 13 long years of persecution for his beliefs. He was mocked and ridiculed, but he didn't retaliate because he was
2: a man of peace. When he went to Taif to spread the message of Islam, he was pelted with stones until he was bleeding, yet he did not retaliate because he was a man of peace. When he migrated to medina he established the charter
3: of medina allowing the jews christians and muslims to live together in
2: harmony with full religious freedom because he was a man of peace and after all the oppression that he faced when he returned to Mecca as a king he had the right and the power to punish every single one of them yet he forgave them because he was a man of peace the holy prophet sallallahu
3: wasallam said that no white man is superior to a black man. No Arab to a non-Arab. Rather, everyone is equal. He freed slaves and
2: taught to treat them as brothers. He did all of this because he was sent as the Rahmatul Lil Alameen, a mercy for mankind. Indeed, the Holy Prophet was a true man of peace. With so many attacks on Islam and the Holy Prophet let's set the record straight. He was a man of peace.
3: He went through 13 long years of persecution for his beliefs. He was mocked and ridiculed, but he didn't retaliate because he was
2: a man of peace. When he went to Taif to spread the message of Islam, he was pelted with stones until he was bleeding, yet he did not retaliate because he was a man of peace. When he migrated to Medina, he established the Charter
3: of Medina, allowing the Jews, Christians and Muslims to live together in
2: harmony with full religious freedom because he was a man of peace. And after all the oppression that he faced, when he returned to Mecca as a king, he had the right and the power to punish every single one of them. Yet he forgave them because he was a man of peace. The Holy Prophet
3: said that, no white man is superior to a black man, no Arab to a non-Arab. Rather, everyone is equal. He freed slaves and
2: taught to treat them as brothers. He did all of this because he was sent as the Rahmatul Lil Alameen, a mercy for mankind. Indeed, the Holy Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi was a true man of peace.
0: In the name of Allah, the most gracious ever, merciful dear listeners, welcome back to Breakfast Show. Nafis, uh, DNA astronauts, do you have any interest into that? Actually, it's a very, very complex uh, topic. Uh, to delve into but I
1: think DNA is something that will be very very beneficial when it comes to
0: the religion of Islam and um, I think in the future it will definitely talking about Islam yeah yeah. uh, like what what is Islamic perspective on the origin of life and like how does this new discovery fit into it absolutely so uh, according to the holy book the holy quran
1: the evolution of life is the result of divine uh, will and divine guidance. The Holy Quran declares that the harmony and complexity of creation could not have come of its own accord. In contrast, natural selection, the foundation of modern theory of evolution, credits accidental mutation of the survival of life and its complexity, but it fails to explain how life was created and how accidents can guide life towards complexity. The Holy Quran states that um, life resulted from evolution. However, this evolution was not blind or random. Rather, evolution was controlled by Divine Hand. Uh, this Divine Hand accounts for the beginning of diversity and complexity of life on Earth. One of the attributes of God, according to the Holy Quran, is that He creates. He creates in stages. Humans have also been created in stages. It provides no detail of those stages, but does offer principles that tend to point towards four major stages in the evolution of humans. Uh, In the first stage, humans were lifeless, material. In the second stage, humans were physically humans, but mentally they were still on the level of animals. They lacked language, uh, articulation and logic. In the third stage, humans developed thinking skills and in the final stage, humans learned to exist as a society. So the Holy Quran does talk about human evolution from matter into mind in stages. This evolution from the stage to another, however, occurred under divine guidance. Furthermore, modern science has discovered that once organic material uh, is created from inorganic material, it is indeed to exist in a dry stage to prevent it from reverting back to its elementary form. So when we say Quran is the book of knowledge, uh, this is just a tip of the iceberg. I mean, in how, how much depth um, the Qur'an has talked about and uh, each and every uh, uh, part of uh, knowledge. And speaking of knowledge, I believe, uh, Brother Sahil, that we have um,
0: an audio clip that we will sh- uh, be listening to. Sure, we have, dear listeners, we will play audio clip. Stay tuned with Voice of some Radio. We'll be back after that clip.
7: He caught gold fever. In the early 1900s, a man traveled 2,000 miles because rumors spread that gold had been found. Questing for gold is what they called it. When he got there, he staked a claim and started digging. After a few weeks, he found some gold specks, not a lot, but enough to convince him that he needed some machinery to mine the area. So he went back home and raised some money. And before coming back, he convinced his nephew, R.U. Darby, to join him. A third person also came along. When they returned, tests showed they'd found one of the state's most gold-dense plots of land. Understand if someone found gold, it was like the Wild West. In the California gold rush, 300,000 people from four continents swooped down on California in less than a decade. Some spent their life savings or even became indentured servants. Think about that. Some gave up their freedom in hopes of finding gold. And when they got there, it got worse. Questers had to deal with open sewage, kidnapping, and even murder. And if you wanted to eat something, you'd have to think twice one egg cost $80 in today's currency. It's no wonder that one newspaper called it a highway to insanity. But despite these sacrifices, few found gold. In the Klondike gold rush, only 4% did, which is even harsher when considering that Quester's mortgage their homes survived avalanches and braved minus 70-degree weather, temperatures so cold that when a man spit, it would crackle and turn to ice before hitting the snow. Gold fever sounds about right. And this itch to find is universal. When We don't understand something, what do we do? We dig, we ask questions. And it's because our biology craves it. We get a hit of dopamine every time we learn something. It literally feels good to know. But despite this itch to dig, oftentimes, we don't even know what we're looking for. Most social media users can better choose if what they read is true or false by flipping a coin instead of trusting their intuition. When false news aligns with one's beliefs, more than 50% of Facebook users don't know they're reading false news. Studies show that most of our headlines are sensational and negative. And sometimes we don't even want to hear good news. One news outlet published positive news for 24 hours and lost 66% of its readership. On the flip side, not knowing can cause panic buying or mental illness. One study showed that most people prefer knowing they're going to get a mild electric shock than not know if they would or would not be shocked. We need to know and we need to ask. So what does Islam say about this? First, let's split questions into two types. Questions whose answers make us richer and questions whose answers make us poorer. Rich questions and poor questions. Islam is generally okay with the first type. We know that Prophet Muhammad would have regular sittings with men and women to address anything on their minds. After Khilafat, the Jamaat's greatest institution is Shura. Our Khulafa have long encouraged letter writing and asking them questions. When the Ru Religions team was here in 2016, Hazur instructed closed door meetings with Khudam just so questions could be asked freely. The promised Messiah salam, says, I consider it a sign of goodwill and clean-heartedness that if something is not understood, it should be inquired about. Many people harbor doubts, but they neither eliminate such doubts or inquire about them. Consequently, it festers within, which gives rise to further misgivings and destroys the soul. I do not consider it to be in accordance with etiquette that one destroys their soul. Yes, it is inappropriate to keep asking questions about trivial matters. This has been prohibited. But if a very important matter is disturbing your heart, it must be presented and inquired about. But just because a question may be okay, how we ask it is also important. Some think that being bold is a sign of bravery. But that's not always true. The Sahaba fought in battles and faced horrors that would send chills down your spine. But as Hazrat Muslim Aoud points out, they would never boldly ask a question to Prophet Muhammad or the Khalifa. And the Quran says that after seeing so much fighting amongst humans, the angels were surprised over Allah announcing the advent of Hazrat Adam. Still, they expressed that surprise humbly admitted their ignorance and submitted to Allah's decision. And Allah didn't scold them. In fact, the only one who spoke boldly was Iblis. Similarly, Hazur recently said, if a younger person wishes to advise an older person, he should speak with respectfulness and courteousness in mind, not uttering whatever comes to their mind like an ignorant person and refusing to listen to the other person. And a lot of times, this ignorance is couched in trusting, untrustworthy people. Similarly, during a gold rush, gold seekers rarely got rich.
0: Dear listeners, welcome back to Breakfast Show. We have only a few minutes left. And uh, just one thing. So according to the Holy Quran, the evolution of life is the result of divine will and divine guidance. Now, uh, uh sorry, Nafis. the Holy Quran declares that the harmony and complexity of creation could not have come of its own accord. In co- contrast, natural selection, the foundation of modern theory of evolution, credits accidental mutation for the survival of life and its complexity, but it fails to explain how the life was created and how the accident can guide life towards completion. Mm-hmm. So, in so, many times, we talked about this as well that. There is a sense behind that. Um, I'm very grateful for your thought, for your information, what you gave. Um, yes, as I'm sure you have enjoyed it as well today. If you want to learn more about Islam, you can do so. You can go in. Type in www.alislam.org or you can go on our socials at Voice Islam UK or you can go on YouTube. Type in um, Muslim Television 1 uh, where you will find many contacts about Islam, about truth Islam, about Ahmadiyyad, etc. as well. Dear listeners, again, I'm very grateful that you have joined. Uh, if you if you want to listen to another episode, you can do so tomorrow or you can stay tuned with Vosom on the radio. Um, I'm also very grateful to our producer, Halima Ahmed, to our researchers, Salih Ahmed, H- uh, Hania Sajid and Kafilatif. To our technical guy as well, um, dear listeners, have a pleasant weekend ahead. May the peace and blessings be with you.